it's about frictionless customer interaction. This is when customers find it easy to get questions answered or get things done through the different channels that are available for them to communicate with the company they're trying to get a hold of. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Hello, I'm your host, Jeff Tun, and you are listening to Status Go. On this episode, we are welcoming Otto Sanchez back to the show. Otto, you may recall, is a director of engineering here at InterVision with a specialty in collaboration systems. When Otto and I sat down to talk about our conversation for Status Go, he told me about Kerry's Law and Raybaum's Act. Together with our executive producer, Megan Schaefer, we felt you, our listeners, needed to know about that legislation immediately. So we made that an entire episode. In fact, if you have not listened to that episode where we cover those two laws, stop now and go listen to it. It could save a life. In today's episode, we're going to talk to Otto about collaboration and its role in CX, or the customer experience. Welcome back to the show, Otto. Thank you for having me back, Jeff. Otto, let's talk collaboration. I once wrote an article on LinkedIn titled, Collaboration is like porn. Now, don't laugh. I really, really did. So back in the 60s, one of the justices of the Supreme Court wrote something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't know what porn is, but I know it when I see it. My premise for that article was you could say the same thing about collaboration. I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. So Otto, I'm going to put the pressure on you. What is your definition of collaboration? I think it's sometimes hard to define it since it happens in so many different ways that we use the term in several contexts without necessarily pinning it down to specifics. However, in simple terms, collaboration is to actively work with other people to achieve a common goal. When we do that, we say that we are collaborating with others. In technology, collaboration and communication are terms that are often interchanged. But not, they're not the same. Yeah. Um, communications refers to the fact uh, of sharing knowledge or information with each other, while collaboration brings action to the communication space. And, and if I may, I want to give you an example. Yeah. So, for instance, I could be sending a chat message to someone through a corporate instant messaging application right. about a document I'm working on. Yeah, But that mere fact is not collaborating. If I were to call that person, share my screen, co-edit the document that I'm working on with them so that we can finish it for a later delivery, that is collaborating, right? Uh, in other words, we're bringing action to the communication space. Uh, it, it is often said that uh, there's no collaboration without communications. Yeah, and yeah. this makes sense. 
if you're working with someone to get something done, uh, you need a communication channel first to share knowledge and thoughts. And then you combine those ideas and work together to achieve a common goal. In the latter case, we are collaborating. So is the difference uh, asynchronous versus synchronous, or is it deeper than that? It's, uh, you know, fundamentally uh, differently, right? Because we could be communicating, but, you know, we are not, we're not working together to achieve something that, uh, that uh, you know, is in front of us, that is an objective. So, you know, we could be on the phone and just talking. I mean, we're communicating, but we're not necessarily collaborating, right? Right, right, right. That makes sense. So, Otto, you spend the vast majority of your time in this space, in the technology that enables organizations to facilitate collaboration. So what types of technologies fall under that umbrella of collaboration? The more generic term I would like to use uh, in our context, Jeff, is communication technologies for the digital workforce. I know that that's long, and and sometimes this is referred to as unified communication technologies. Uh, These technologies enhance how we communicate and provide the mechanisms to better collaborate internally within our own organizations and externally with uh, shareholders, customers, uh, suppliers. When you communicate, and collaborate internally and outside of your organization, you will find tools and applications that include uh, instant messaging, uh, voice and video calling functionality, uh, team collaboration tools, video and conferencing, video conferencing and meeting applications, and uh, file sharing and co-editing tools. Uh, there's another kind as well of communication technology where interactions are focused on the customer. A prime example of this type of uh, communication technology is uh, customer engagement or contact center solutions, Mm -hmm. which are platforms that allow uh, organizations to effectively handle inbound and outbound communications with, uh, with customers. Uh, the typical example of these uh, uh, platforms and, uh, and interactions is when you call into an airline toll-free number and there's a recorded uh, sweet voice waiting to help you with your inquiry. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then you end up listening uh, on hold, of, uh, you know, music on hold for a few minutes until somebody talks to you and helps you out with the request that you have. Yeah, yeah. So these tools, they, they really play a pivotal role in two areas. And you, you kind of alluded to them uh, in your description of collaboration. The first is the employee experience. Uh, and then the second is ultimately the customer experience. So let's, let's start with the employee experience first. What is the role of this technology in, quote unquote, the employee experience? It's... It's immense at this point in time, right? For for the digital workforce, uh, good communication technologies uh, remove barriers, communication barriers among employees, allowing them to work uh, better together, more efficiently, 
uh, it saves time, it saves costs, and of course, make them more productive. These tools also increase uh, employee retention because, you know, if the tool allows you to do work better and communicate with people better, I mean, it, it really breaches the gap of what uh, users or employees um, are, are used to use outside of work, right? I mean, there are awesome tools outside of the corporate uh, or, or, you know, the, 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 the corporate uh, communication space that uh, are, are fantastic, right? So uh, in addition to that, you know, these tools keep uh, people more connected than a simple phone call. Right now, we, we see and we experience uh, how pervasive video is in the employee, explore, employee experience, mm-hmm. uh, which definitely helps humanize interactions and, and you know, more than anything, bring uh, people together. You mentioned that outside of work, we have many of these great tools. And this is one area where I've really seen that consumerization of IT really coming into uh, the workforce, right? We're trying to create enterprise applications that behave very similarly to uh, the consumer applications. Have you seen that in the collaboration communication space? Yes, yes, Uh, I mean, uh, absolutely, absolutely. I I see that, I I see that's been a trend that has been going on for for years now in which, uh, you know, in the past, those communication and collaboration tools were were very basic, you know, compared to what you had outside of work. Yeah. Right now, I mean, you you can use, you know, the same voice assistant engine that uh, Alexa uses for your uh, corporate applications, which yeah. is fantastic. I mean, that technology is available for enterprises. I'm really excited about what, and, and I know later on we're going to talk about what the future brings, but um, I, I think in this space especially, we're going to see a lot of change. So where have you seen these collaboration tools have a real positive impact on the employee experience? You've worked with a lot of customers, uh, a lot of organizations, and uh, it don't feel like you have to reveal names or or anything unless, uh, unless you want to, but... Um, where have you seen these have an impact and what does it look like for the employee or the organization? Yes, I think you can see examples of, of how this impacts the employee experience, you know, nowadays. It's, it's unthinkable at this point in time, in, in just a matter of a few months uh, that we've gone through this year. Mm-hmm. To see uh, or an organization when employees don't have tools where they can conduct virtual meetings uh, and collaborate, you know, share documents, co-edit those documents, co-create uh, deliverables, and getting work done—all of that remotely. Uh, you know, although there's no replacement for person-to-person interactions. The, the tools that we have available right now get us, you know, one step closer in breaching those uh, physical distances that um, we're up against, you know, these days. Um, organizations everywhere are adapting a remote, a remote workforce style, mm-hmm. and you know, most of it, most of this is possible due to communication and collaboration tools. You know, 
people have arguably not lost productivity. Yeah, it's, it's a change, but these tools make it easier for uh, you know bridging bridging those gaps. A considerable part of our own business is centered around professional services. Mm-hmm. And we have we haven't stopped, and we have uh, been providing services and you know to our customers, you know communicating and collaborating with customers even during these times. I mean we we haven't seen you know much change right. because even even before even before these times we we had been using these tools on a daily basis, uh, you know internally and with our customers. I think that's one of the call it the silver linings, if you will, of uh, what we've gone through is we've learned to have more confidence in these tools. And and InterVision being one of the examples that you used, we shut down our offices like many organizations did, and we were working from home, yet our customers didn't feel a change in their experience. And I think that's an amazing testament to the technology and the process and the, the where these tools have come. And, and I'd say that since we were talking about the employee experience, I, I don't know that the interaction between employees really changed uh, all that much. Uh, you know, I don't see you in the office anymore, mm-hmm. but we can jump on a call and we can see each other face to face, so to speak, virtually. Uh, anytime we want, right? So I think that's an, a, a great, great point, Otto. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's pivotal at this point in time, you know, having um, those tools available at your disposal so that you can conduct business. Yeah, yeah. So let's switch gears to the customer experience. We, we brushed on that topic just a little bit uh, there in this last part, but what does Rockstar customer experience look like and what role does collaboration tools play in providing that kind of experience? If I have to summarize it, Jeff, it's about frictionless customer interaction. This is when customers find it easy to get questions answered or get things done through the different channels that are available for them to communicate with uh, you know, their service provider or the company they're trying to get a hold of, whether that is via voice or SMS, you know, text, or via a chat session on your browser, email, and so on and so forth, like tools like Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp. When the experience is consistent and highly personalized, you are providing a rock star customer service. Uh, yeah. This is when sometimes you as a customers wonder, it's like, how did they know what I was calling about? <laughs> right? Uh, that's, yeah, is Alexa telling them? Right, exactly. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome because it makes you feel that uh, they care and they know you. Um, mm-hmm. Contact center, in, in customer engagement platforms play a huge role in these customer interactions. These platforms help implement the business logic designed to provide better customer experience. Of course, the platform itself won't do the design for you, but it right. will provide you the tools and all the flexibility needed uh, to connect all the dots to provide an awesome customer experience while keeping a reasonable cost and, of course, low maintenance. 
that's a great segue to uh, what I was going to ask you next. I, I imagine in your experience, you've seen both good and bad examples of implementations of these types of platforms and tools. Would love it if you can share some of those stories. So, so let's start with the bad ones. Where have you seen some bad examples of these tools being implemented? Yeah, uh, my wife and I just uh, recently experienced uh, one. Uh, we were at an airport overseas just when the pandemic hit, and um, uh, we were trying to rebook our flight home one day before the original departure date. Uh, when I dialed into the airline's toll-free number, there was a voice recording saying, I'm sorry, but we cannot take your call at this moment. Please visit <laughs> us at our website, blah, 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 for more information. Goodbye. And, you know, we, of course, were beyond frustrated because that's what we tried in the first place, going into yeah. their website. <laughs> so we were we were stuck. We were stuck. Uh -huh. So, uh, you know, I understand the pandemic hit everybody from different angles. So I'm not trying to blame the airline for not taking my call and helping me with my request. Right. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is that when customers don't feel that you don't care enough for them, it causes frustration and friction in right. businesses uh, need systems and platforms that allow them to implement, uh, you know, that experience. And that, you know, that could be scaling up, scaling down, uh, you know, being able to, to address a request, you know, very quickly. Yeah. I was calling in for customer service to a company just a few weeks ago and they were very good about setting expectations in that their recordings basically said, hey, we're experiencing larger than normal call volumes. We're experiencing disruption because of the pandemic. Uh, so if you don't want to wait on hold, press two or whatever it was and leave a number and we'll call you back within 24 hours. Great. Three days later, they still hadn't called back. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they, they did a great job on the front end trying to manage that expectation, but on the back end, there still wasn't that customer experience. So another example of uh, where this might not have been implemented properly. So how about some examples of some good implementations, Otto? I think this is a good one that, uh, that my wife and I also experienced uh, recently. So we bought a new mattress a few months ago. And after trying it for a couple months, we didn't feel it was the right mattress for us. Mm -hmm. So we started the return process. So we reached out via chat and they asked us to call into their toll-free number. We said, okay, we'll do that. Then when I dialed in, they recognized who I was and that I had bought a mattress from them and offered me the option to return it on the spot, all of these through their voice automated system, uh, where I could essentially just talk to uh, you know quote unquote robot and and uh -huh. address and address the request. So when I confirmed that yes, I mean I wanted I wanted to return my mattress. Yeah, they of course transferred me to a live representative who again knew who I was, what I was calling uh -huh. about. And, and she just, uh, you know, asked me a couple of questions to verify my identity. And, and that was it. You know, the, the entire call did not take three minutes. 
and more importantly, wow. it was frictionless to me. And yeah. Yeah. you know, I feel I, I felt that uh, they respected my time and they took care of me. That's a huge part of it, isn't it? That they respected your time and it was an efficient process for you to go through. That's a huge part of this. Yeah. And I feel that, you know, even though I didn't like or their product wasn't suitable for me, I would recommend them yeah. just because yeah. just because the experience was so awesome. I mean, I yeah. would yeah. I would 100% recommend uh, them as a company, right? Which which is a yeah. huge differentiator these days. It is, especially in this uh, day and age when the words of our friends and our colleagues carry so much weight in our buying decisions. You know, the reviews online and things like that. That's a huge testament, right? Right. So those are some great examples of bad and the airline thing being a really bad experience, combined with the great one of the mattress story. For our listeners who might have seen themselves in some of those uh, not so good implementations, how do they improve it? If they're thinking, wow, that's our company right there, that airline, that's, that's us. What things can they do to improve it? What are some best practices and some strategies they can follow? At a high level, I would uh, recommend starting with the what. And that is, define the way your customers should be served. Start there. Think deeply about your customer needs and the ways they are expecting uh, to interact with you so that you remove that friction. Think about that design. Think about the information you have from your customers already, because that would be a good hint on how you can use that data to help them better should they reach out to you. Gather feedback from your customers. Get their uh, feedback from time to time to constantly improve and iterate on that uh, you know, customer experience design. This is where I advise customers, uh, you know, looking to serve their customers better, there to think big. Don't only think on what your contact center platform can and can't do. You know, start start from your customers, and then go all the way into your technology platform, right? Uh, customer engagement centers or contact centers are sometimes seen as uh, cost center for organizations. But if you think about it, you can look at them as revenue centers as well. This is where you uh, as a company have the opportunity to shine, to differentiate and increase the value of the product or service that you are selling by just providing a seamless customer service and experience. This is how you keep your customers loyal yeah. and getting ones, you know, showing that you care. Once you have this piece covered, then you know where you're going, right? You have come up with the vision on how you will serve your customers. Uh, Once you're done with that, then, only then, think on the how. This is where the platforms that we're talking about come into play. Uh, The possibilities are, you know, almost endless right now. Customer uh, engagement platforms and contact centers have evolved exponentially in the last five to seven years. Uh, The pace of innovation is really fast thanks to uh, cloud computing, artificial intelligence, 
machine learning, all of those, all of those elements provide a platform or platforms where you can innovate, iterate, and provide a level of personalization or the level of personalization that your customers expect. Uh, while, of course, providing you with, you know, rock solid service and, and less complexity to, you know, operate compared to perhaps platforms that you may have deployed, you know, on premises. These platforms provide the canvas to execute on your business logic that you have designed to serve your customers better. I love that image that you just gave us, uh, Otto. You called it the canvas. So you're you're painting a, a picture of your vision of how you want that customer experience to be. And then you're going to the tools to implement that vision. That's a fantastic picture to paint for our listeners. Uh, you alluded to this a little bit when you were talking about the rapid pace of change and how these systems have evolved over the last five to seven years. So I want you to get out your crystal ball. And what does the future of collaboration and collaboration tools look like? Sure. Since we were just talking about uh, customer engagement platforms, let's let's start there. Uh, some some of this technology I'm going to talk about is uh, is available, but uh, not necessarily uh, massively available for for everyone. But where I see the, the these platforms going. Uh, and the flexibility they provide is in you know, providing impeccable service, you know, no more service downs, low my contact center is down, and always available attention. I see more personalization where uh, you, know, you experience that, uh, that closeness with the business that is providing you with service. And of course, automation. And in other words, attention or service service tailor-made for the specific individual without needing a human being to complete what you're asking for or your transaction. Um, mm -hmm. The platforms are going to be able to identify and authenticate customers more automatically, uh, right? Like in the case of the mattress, uh, I mean, I needed to be in touch with a service representative so that person could verify my identity. I see platforms being ready to actually do that without a human intervention. Uh, artificial intelligence is going to be available or it is available in some measure at this point uh, to help agents, which is the other end of the interaction. So we were talking about customers. The other end is, you know, the, the actual representative that is helping you out. Uh, I see uh, artificial intelligence uh, being uh, a tool to help agents to determine how they're serving this, their customers in real time and making recommendations based on what has happened during the interaction, whether that interaction happens uh, you know, via voice or via chat. You know, all those real-time interactions would be able to be assessed and evaluated in real time, providing some insight to the actual agent and uh, their actual, you know, contact center supervisor. So they can jump and if there's a customer satisfaction issue, they can help the customer, you know, get out of that and, you know, being able to better uh, help them. I see services such as, you know, real-time transcription on the call being available sentiment analysis, and of course, 
live recommendations that go with that. So if a customer is getting you know, really angry about something, maybe there's a promotion that you can help them with so that you can, um, you can settle them down a little bit. There will be tools that will provide insight into how the contact center, how your customers are interacting with you. you know, what are the key phrases that they're saying? What is that they're maybe complaining about overall? You know, maybe what was the trending topic last week? All of that information, you are going to be able to get it to better manage you know, that customer, that customer uh, experience. Artificial intelligence and machine learning services and, and, and what they can provide are just in the inception on what they can be achieved in the customer uh, customer experience uh, context. If we talk about uh, uh, communication and collaboration tools, uh, I would say that they're going to become more intuitive to use. There's going to be a more consolidation of what a single tool can provide you. So, I mean, you're going to be able to uh, to have a phone call, to have a meeting, to have, uh, uh, you know, get your voicemail. I mean, everything, being able to share, co-create, all of that in single hops applications. So I feel that that's what vendors are working on. That's what is uh, getting the attention from end users and customers. And I feel that that's just going to get better, better with time. Um, I see better insight on how we're working and utilizing the tools. What are our patterns of usage for those communicate for those communication tools? You know, what what's behind of how we're using those tools in you know overall? They're going to be assistants to help us do work better, regardless of the communication channel we're using. So, uh, for instance, in meetings, there could be uh, improvements in you know how we are you know interacting with others. Uh, there's going to be an assistant that is going to be able to summarize meetings and take note of the most important items that people are going to follow up. So I think the injection of uh, the AI uh, and, uh, and ML technology into communication and collaboration tools are going to really help drive the way that, that we work and that we behave uh, while we're working. That is an exciting future. I can tell you as a, as a consumer, as an employee, I can't wait for some of those things because I tell you, it just would improve the experience uh, on both ends to be able to, to leverage some of those. So, so Otto, one of the themes that you've touched on throughout our conversation today is personalization. So I want you to take a moment and speak directly to our listeners. And I'd like you to tell them one or two things that they should do because they listened to our conversation today. As far as a better customer experience in how you can help your customers reach out to you and get things done, I want to say start with the what. Think about, you know, think big. And then once you're, once you're done with that, yeah, I mean, there's, there are tools available right now. That space is being democratized in that it's, it's really not so time-consuming 
and uh, you're not going to spend millions of dollars like you used in the past to have the greatest and better technology that is going to accomplish or help you accomplish the what. So mm-hmm. that would be that would be my first uh, that would be my first uh, recommendation. Otto, that that's a great recommendation, and it, it kind of goes back to uh, what you were saying earlier about the canvas and taking time to paint that picture of what you want it to be, and then worry about the tools later. I think that is fantastic recommendation for our listeners out there, and I really want to thank you, Otto. I I know it was a quick turnaround to to get two episodes in. Um, again, we felt Carrie's law was so important that we got that message out. So I appreciate you taking the time to do not one, but two episodes very close together. So I really appreciate your time, Otto. Uh, thank you so much, Jeff. It was a pleasure to be here with you. To our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more about collaboration and communication platforms, go to intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. This is Jeff Tun for Otto Sanchez. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.